What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. What's going on, baby? Let's do this one more time, man. It's your man, Rev. Greetings to all of my brothers and sisters out here. Every Bills fanatic out there in the world. What's happening? You are now tuned into another edition, another episode of Rated Rev, brought to you by BetUS on the best network, bringing you nothing but the best in Bills content. That is the Buffalo Fanatics. As you guys can tell behind me, what is happening, everybody? Grace and peace to everybody who is watching right now. Man, it is so good to be here with you all on another another week. Yo, I don't get it, man. I don't know what's up, baby. That's why I need that's why I need Evan, man. He's in the background. My man Evan is here helping me out. I need it, baby. I need help. Every week, bro. Every week, Don. Every week. You would figure by now, I've been doing this for I don't know how long now, right? I would I would know how to unmute my mic. Apparently not. Apparently not, but it's all good. I'm glad you guys uh, are having fun with me. But hey, I'm excited to be with you again. I hope you guys are ready. We have another exciting show to get into. How about them bills, baby? How'd you guys enjoy that win? Man, oh man. Man, oh man. Look, we're going to talk about some things tonight. What I want to talk about to you all, with you all tonight, as we into the bye week is, yo, I want to give you all some reasons to feel confident about the Bills. How many of you all in here right now are feeling very confident about the Buffalo Bills as we enter the bye week? Well, I don't know about you, but I am feeling mighty confident indeed. And so we're going to get into all of that tonight. Without a doubt, we're going to get into all of that. But I want to greet everybody right now who is watching me live right now on YouTube Live. Um, Wherever you watch it, what is going on? Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know where you're watching from. This is a roll call. You know how we do it every single week. Drop that in the chat. And while you're doing it, while everybody is hopping in here, do me this favor. Go ahead and smash that like. Smash that like. And don't do it for me. Do it for the Bills who are 5-1. and 5-1 and one entering the bye week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to be 5-1 and one as we are entering the bye week. And uh, I, think, I think there's a lot that we can be uh, encouraged by. There's a lot that we can be confident about as well. And we're going to touch into all that. We're going to talk about all of that um, this night on this show, baby. Uh, man. I'm, I'm excited. I, I told you guys all the time that, that you know, I, I really appreciate everybody who tunes in every week. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it, but it's, it's the truth. You all are the reason why we exist. There would be no rev if it were not for you all. So everybody who is watching right now, all of the supporters, all the, 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 the longtime uh, Buffalo Fanatic supporters who've been supporting us even before I came on, man, salute to you all. Salute to each and every one of you guys. And if you have not yet done so, subscribe to the channel right now and turn on those bell notifications because the way this season is going on right now, you don't want to miss anything. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I kid you not. I kid you not. This, we are in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. This, this season is going to be an epic year. But not only is it going to be epic, it's going to be a season full of record being broken. I just put that out on, on Twitter right now in case you guys uh, want to know where to follow me. Follow me at Rated Rev on Twitter. And I'm telling you right now, man, 
when you look at, at, at a lot of the things that the Bills are doing and a lot of things Josh Allen is doing, it's going to be a record-breaking epic season. So you want to make sure that you are plugged in to the Buffalo Fanatics because we're going to bring you everything related to the Bills and the Fanatics. Let's go. But before I get into the main, the main topic of the show, I'm about reasons to feel confident about the Bills after six weeks going in. I thought that it would be kind of cool um, to, to, uh, to I, guess, I guess, to hand out some Bills midseason awards. You know what I mean? Why not, right? I mean, it's, it's, not, re- it's not really midseason. I mean, if you want to be technical about it, but it's close enough, right? Six games in, it's close enough, right, to midseason. And so um, I thought it would be interesting to go ahead and, 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 and hand out some, some midseason awards to a lot of players, a lot of well-deserving players, um, who have shown up and shown out this year so far, six games into the season. And um, I want you guys' help. I want to solicit everybody's help as we dish out these awards. And also, I'm going to solicit the help of my man, Evan Harrington, who's been, you know, my man has been 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 busting his tail um, in college, yo. I miss Evan. You know, like, I haven't been able to talk to him for a while. You know, I miss seeing him in the background. I miss seeing him, you know, on the shows. He's been working. He's still here. He's still here. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've got to get Evan on just to kind of say what's up. What's, what's good, Rev? I mean, uh, Rev, I'm, I'm talking to myself. I say, I saw Pierre put that back up there. Pierre said, Rev, yeah, I, yeah, what's up, Pierre? Uh, but, yo, I want to I bring my man Evan on. Evan, hop on in here, baby. Hop on. I'm going to hop you in. What is going on? What's Evan? going on? Look, look at that. I'm doing great. How's it going? Man, it's going good, man. Hold on, let, let me let me let me change up the banner, man. Let me go ahead and switch that. Hold on, where are we at? Where are we at? Where, where's my stuff? Yo, Evan, how 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 has everything been, man? Like like, just kind of give us a rundown, man, on what's been going on in your life. How you know you ain't got to get too specific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, just been going on in my life. Obviously, college has been you know taking over a lot of my time. Whether that's studying, uh, just doing an endless amounts of homework, reading, um, just yeah. preparing for tests. Um, just that in general, I'm kind of through my midway point of my semester right now. I'm in the midterm stage, uh, if you would call it that, oh. uh, getting through that as of right now. Probably the next week or two, I'd say, uh, the midterms are going on. And then um, other than that, I just have a bunch of college athletics going on right now. Um, yeah. uh, football, that's about you know twice a week we got football going on. Uh, men's, women's, soccer, calling some games, and then uh, hockey's back. So I'm traveling on the road every weekend. Oh dang, that's nice, and man. Really, yeah, yeah. So hockey's been back, and that's kind of like my favorite thing about college is working with the hockey team. They were the first group of people that really brought me in, and I'm mm. their their media guy, broadcaster. I do all the social stuff for them, and just really, oh, it's man. it's just a fun time, and I love it. It's like my best oh, college experience, I guess, if you could say. So when is when is hockey season? When is college hockey season over? College hockey season actually doesn't really end till like February. But so like the way it goes is we just had our first preseason game a couple couple days ago. Uh, practice yeah. has been going on for about a couple weeks now. Um, so we'll go until about the beginning of December, and then we have a nice little month ish break because of the, the semester. And then we come back around the beginning of January and we play out the back half of our schedule. And then if we make the playoffs in SUNYAC, uh, you know, mm. we'll go throughout February. And if we're lucky enough, make playoffs, keep pushing, we might get into March. That's sweet, dude. And and so you get to travel along with him as part of, part of the media team? Um, yeah, we're going to uh, 
Vermont, I'm pretty sure this year, uh, Connecticut the next year. We're going to PA, uh, a bunch of different spots in New York. Like we're going all the way up to anyone listening, Potsdam, Plattsburgh. We go to Morrisville, um, Elmira. We go everywhere. So we really hit every part of upstate yeah. New York, far out western New York, um, the top of the tops, past the Adirondacks. And uh, that's really all it is. I mean, it, it's awesome. And hockey's an awesome sport, and I love being around it at the collegiate level. I'm about to say, man, you sound you sound real well rounded, man. That's that's a good thing, dude. That's a good thing. Did, did you ever play any hockey? Yeah, yeah, I played. I played when I was younger. Um, I played a little bit in my high school years, and then uh, I got I got taken out with an injury, so I couldn't really stay with it. But I still actively played oh. like today. I I play um in some like men's games here and there, and I'll yeah. go out and like I actually roughed one of the um the games the other day, so it was fun. Sweet dude, I, I I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I've tried to get into hockey. You guys don't judge me. Um, I just have slow eyes, bro. Like I can't, I can't keep up with the puck. Like it's it, like I don't, I can't find it. I don't know how you guys do it. I'm like, I'm trying to find it. I mean, it, there's a lot of excitement in it when I, you know, when I look at it. But I'm like, dude, I just can't keep up. With are it. you um, are you a Dallas Stars fan or like an Arizona Coyotes? Like, because your area, nah, like mean, where you're I, at. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really don't even have have a team that I would like follow. No, I don't even know. I, I don't even honestly. I don't even know the rules, bro. Like I'm just like that green when it comes to hockey, bro. I have, I have no idea about anything related to hockey, bro. I nothing. I no, it's um, it, yeah. it's fun though. I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't know if you have ESPN Plus or not, but since you're out of out of market, yeah. uh, you should be able to get all the Sabers games. So like, if you're just you know chilling one night, got nothing to yeah. turn on the TV, and the Sabers are on, just you know, yeah. throw them on, see what you got. Uh, we're two and one this year. We're looking a little better. Okay, two. All right, that, that sounds good. Uh, like, uh, are we? Are the I'm, I'm sitting here saying, are we? Are the What yeah. do you think about this? Are the Sabers gonna? Are they going to the playoffs this year, man? Well, they haven't made the playoffs in about eleven seasons, which is actually yeah. the longest active streak in the NFL um, or the NHL. Sorry, you know we had that little debacle with Jack Eichel. Uh, he was our guy for about five to yeah, six seasons, and we thought we were gonna go the promised land with him but we really couldn't now we have this you know this new core players we have a lot of young players some nice young talent and we have i think in my opinion the right coach and the right gm and the right structure and the right system to get our guys over the hump and get us mm -hmm. to the promised land this year i don't think we'll make the playoffs just because of how young our team is the average age of our team is 25 years old which is the youngest in the nhl Damn. uh but i think we're gonna play meaningful hockey in the months of march and mm -hmm. maybe early April, we'll be playing games where it's like we're a couple points out of the playoffs, but we still have a legit shot to make it if these couple things go right. Um, but I think the season afterwards, we're like a lock to make the wild card spot in the playoffs. This year, if we slip in, wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think we make it this year just because we're too young. Oh, I hear you, man. I've, I've, I've like kind of hurt. I mean, as you, you know, when you follow the Bills, I mean, you kind of like inevitably are tied at the hip, you know what I'm saying, to like this, the Sabres. And so I've, I've heard about them in, in the playoffs or trying to get to the playoffs and having this a lot of this turnover, couldn't find the right GM and the head coaches, you know, turnover, kind of like the Bills were early on, you know, for so many years. Um, and then, yeah, I heard about the whole um, Jack Eichel thing. Didn't you, you guys drafted him like, what, number two, right? After Connor McDavid or something, uh, is that right? Yep, number two in 2015 yeah. after Connor McDavid. Mm -hmm. He was basically a number one overall pick. He would yeah. be a number one overall pick in, in most years. And, you know, we – playoff hockey is where it's at yeah that's right it's i yeah. honestly playoff hockey i like watching it more than like some playoff football other than the bills mm -hmm. um but yeah jack eichel we had him for a while he was phenomenal uh when he played you know he was an outstanding player but 
just the relationship between, you know, him and then the coaching staff and the Pagoulas just kind of went out mm. and he wanted out of Buffalo and he's in Vegas now, which is a little closer to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how's he doing out there? You guys probably hate him now, don't you? Um, I mean, personally, I'm Sabres fans might not like me for this, but like, I never really was on the, the hate Jack Eichel train. Um, Jack Eichel was drafted in 2015 at 2015. I was 12 years old. Um, so he was a player that I watched Dang. growing up to an, to, to an extent. And like, I watched him from ages, like, you know, 12, 15, 12, 16. And like those years, like I really adored Jack Eichel, his game. And I loved him. Like I met him a few times. Like he was a great person to myself. Um, yeah. now like, yeah, there's, you know, some stories about him in the locker room and, you know, certain things he on the ice and just being a teammate in general, but I never had the, the, the hatred for Eichel, the dislikability. Um, so when he came back to Buffalo, yeah, I, I wore his Jersey went there. I mean, I wasn't exactly rooting for him, but I was rooting for the Sabres, but you know, I want to see him do well and I wouldn't mind seeing him do well with Vegas. Uh, right now he has, I believe three points in four games, which is basically a point per game base, which is mm -hmm. right where he should be at, uh, given the talent and the abilities that he can display on the ice. That's sweet. Sweet man. Well, hey, I wish nothing but the best for the Sabres, man, because um, I know how much I know how much that team means to the Bills fans, um, especially out there in, in, in Buffalo. So it, it would be awesome, man, for them to I mean, to have like 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 both teams, playoff teams. You know, what I'm saying I know that that's, that's something huge. Um, so I hope I hope everything works out in that regard. But, yo, that's enough talk about about, about hockey. OK, because I, I feel like an, an idiot. I don't know nothing. All right. So I may I may have to kind of get get school to get educated on it. A little bit, but um. Anyway, man, yo, Evan, you, I, I want, I want to, I want to bring you on here for this, for this, I guess this segment of the show, um. Because before we get into talking about, you know, um, reasons to feel confident about the Buffalo Bills, um, going into the, their bye week, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I wanted to talk about some midseason awards. Like, there's some, some guys um, who have who have performed well. There's some guys who have not performed well. Uh, six weeks into the show, I mean, six weeks into the show, six weeks into the season. Um, and I thought that, you know, I think I think it'd be a kind of a cool thing just to kind of talk about it and and, and uh, um, try to try to dish out some of these midseason awards. So you're going off the cuff right here, Evan. Um, I've got some titles for some of these these awards and we're going to get into it. And I want everybody who is who is watching live right now, everybody in the chat, um, you know, let me know as we as we talk about it. And I, and I bring up the, the name of the award. I want you to give me your idea. Um, about who or not your idea but your pick who would you who would you um, uh, pick to win each particular award the bills mid-season awards all right so now i've got six of them okay i mean it's probably because you know i'm a little ocd and we're six weeks in we got six six games in and i wanted to make it even i don't know it's weird i'm weird like that sometimes <laughs> but it is what it is so <laughs> so so Midseason awards, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the best for last, obviously. All right, so so number one, the the, the first midseason award um, that I have, and maybe Evan, see if you can if you can type this in uh, in the banner, kind of create a banner. But the first one is is on the rise award. On the rise, which player on the Bills team, whether offense, defense, special teams, do we need to keep an eye on? Which player on the Bills team do we need to keep an eye on? The On the Rise Award. And so before I give you um, who I think should win that award, Evan, um, I, want, I want to hear from you. I mean, just off the cuff, I mean, when you're just thinking about it, who, do you, who, who would you, who would you um, give the On the Rise Award? 
Um, on the rise, I'm going to have to give to rookie wide receiver Khalil Shakir. I don't know if I took your uh, pick or not. Yeah, you took it. I yeah, did. Yeah, all right. All right. I'm all sorry right. about that. On the cusp, right. that's the first player I think of. You know, Khalil Shakir yeah. coming out of Boise yeah. State, a fifth round pick. I had him comp to Robert Woods coming out of the draft. I mean, this right. guy is just such a decisive, um, you know, yak receiver when he has the ball in his hands. I mean, you, you just get this guy the football, he's going to make dynamic plays happen. And you've seen him, you know, have the ability to go downfield too. You saw Josh Allen in the Steelers game take a shot to him when he was, you know, up into double coverage and he came down with the football. You saw Khalil Shakir come back and track a football on a little bit of an underthrow from Josh Allen for a touchdown. I mean, this guy, Khalil Shakir, he's the real deal. Now, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get over the guys, you know, guys like Isaiah McKenzie and some others, but I mean, you just got to keep an eye on him. Khalil Shakir, he's a sneaky play. He can, you know, create anything at the right time, right moment. Uh, And he's going to be a really good receiver. Um, in this league for years to come dude that was my guy man like like yes i man, hundred a thousand percent agree with that i think i think for me it would be shakir you know what i'm saying i mean i see i see a lot of names coming out here i see um some for uh for james cook um he hasn't really proven anything yet to me yet greg rousseau greg rousseau would, would be uh you know uh, maybe um you know second right you know i, I think i think greg rousseau is definitely right there kyrie elam um yeah there's a lot of players, man. That 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 I guess you could you could nominate, right, to be um, to win that award. But for me, it, it would it would definitely have to be Khalil Shakir, man. I mean, when you just look at what he's what he's done so far, um, and even though he hasn't really he doesn't have the numbers to boot right as of right now. I mean, he only has what uh, what like a, a hundred and twelve uh, yards right now in the yeah, season. Just something over that. Yeah, yeah, but but the thing of it is. Is he's he's not getting a whole lot of snaps because of Isaiah McKenzie, um, but you mentioned this evidence. I'm going to go ahead and, and put it out there, man. I think that we're going to see a whole lot more Khalil Shakir this second half of the season than we did in the first half. Um, I don't necessarily know that they're going to phase McKenzie out. Um, I like McKenzie, but there's some some there's certain parts of his game, you know, what I'm saying where. He's just he's he just hasn't shown up. You know, the big moments sometimes he doesn't show up. Um, he can't secure the ball when he gets the big hit. Um, but when you look at at as far as especially when you come when it comes down to the future um at the wide receiver's position or well, at the slot position, you have to look at Khalil Shakir as that guy who, in my opinion, is ready right now. If you if you inserted this guy in the starting lineup at the starting slot position, um, I, I don't think the moment is too big for him. I mean, when you look at some of the some of the, the moments, some of the catches, the key catches that he has had so far in the season, you see the you know the, his first touchdown uh, pass against the Steelers. You see some of these clutch catches. I think it was in that same game, another clutch catch. Like he, the guy has hands. Um, he has he 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 runs very good routes for a rookie. I mean, he's bigger than McKenzie is, and so and his upside is greater in my opinion. He he's not as fast as McKenzie is, but you can see some of the, the the skill that he has and you can project him to be a very good slot receiver. And I love your projection of him being, or his comp to Robert Woods. Um, I, I don't think it's just because he wears the number 10, but I just, you know, when you look at, at, at the way they both play um, the game. Um, now, if, if, if Shakir can improve in his run blocking, I think that he would be um, closer to a comp of, of Robert Woods. But man, it's just hard not to get excited about that guy. I definitely think that he's he's on the rise, man. Definitely uh, wins my on the rise vote. Um, with um, Greg Rousseau, uh, a close second, a very close second. 
All right, so now now let now let's move on to the next award. The next award um to me is I'm going to call it and maybe this is so corny but I don't care. This is called this the Stampede Award, right? Stampede Award. And the Stampede Award um goes out to the player who has who displays consistency or has displayed consistency week in and week out. That's it. I mean, he's he's just, he's just been been just been stampeding, just steady stampeding, week in and week out, Mister Consistency, um, through six weeks so far of the season. So, who do you think that you better you better not take my guy, dude? Don't you take him, bro? Okay, uh, you're so you're giving me you're giving me the pitch. Forget you, man. No, I'm gonna go first. All right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna go first, man, because I don't trust you. I, I don't trust you. <laughs> Uh, and, and let me. And let, I want to hear from the chat too. So you guys in the chat, um, go ahead and let me know who you think um, would be your choice for the Stampede Award. A guy who has just proved, who has just been so consistent week in and week out. Roy Collins says Milano. Mike says uh, Mitch Morse. Um, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Digs again. Okay. Um, these these are some great some great uh names. Some great names. Absolutely. Allen. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, someone almost, almost got me typing somebody else. But for me, this is this is who it is. And I'm gonna put it here in the, as a banner. The, the the person who wins the Stampede Award for me is Mitch Morse, man. It, it, Mitch Morse, dude. Like I, I don't I don't know how more how much more consistent of a player you can find than Mitch. I mean, the guy has been not just Mr. Consistent through the first six weeks of this season so far. He has been consistent every single game or year that he's been here with the Buffalo Bills, man. I mean, this guy, it, it, it's hard to, to even quantify this guy. And in my opinion, I mean, you can even um, argue he could be potentially one of the most valuable players on this team. Um, because when you when you remove him from the equation, we saw what happened when he was injured. Go ahead and put the banner back up for the uh, for the for the, um, the, the the stampede. Well, I don't know where you put it, but but when you look at when he was out of the game, right? Uh, what game was that? Was it after the Miami game? Was it the Miami game when he was out, or was it? I um, think it was a Miami game. The it Miami was a Miami game. Right? game. Yeah, because he had bot snaps. You know what I'm saying, right? Right. Uh, and so it it was just he he is so crucial to the whole operation, the whole offensive operation. I mean, we see Josh Allen and we give him a lot of credit, but man, there's a reason why Brandon Bean, um, after he had drafted Josh Allen, the, the, the year pro, the, the next year, he went out and revamped the O-line, starting with Mitch Morse, got him from Kansas City because you needed a, a, a center of his caliber, not just a guy who's athletic, and we'll get, we can get into that later, but just the guy smarts, his, his veteran savvy, what he brings to the table uh, for a young a budding superstar in Josh Allen. He helped. I think that he helped develop Josh Allen. Not only did, did uh, Brian Dayball and, and even um, um, uh, Palmer, you know, in the offseason helped help develop Josh. And, uh, but, but Mitch Morris, man, was a steady, stable guy right there in the middle, helping him call these, 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 these checks and the online calls and all of that. This guy is phenomenal, man. He's been phenomenal week in and week out. Um, he's been Mr. Consistent. He's been healthy, um, you know, uh, as much as possible. I mean, there's been some times when he's been, when he's been injured and we felt the miss. We felt his presence missed. Um, there was a play also. I don't know if you caught that, Evan, but um, and I, I don't, I'm not too sure if I, if I, if I saved it on, on Twitter, but, but nevertheless, there's this play. I think, I think Brian, I think Brian Baldinger 
uh, was talking about it because you know when he does his his uh his uh um it's a little a little clip that he does where his he breakdowns yeah his clip breakdowns, breakdowns. all these breakdowns yeah there was one where he broke down this play that 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 was focused on Mitch Morris it was like a and I don't even know what you would call it it was a run play man but I don't know if it was like a a, a toss like a it was yeah like a pin and pull where, where Mitch Morris he he hiked the ball right it was I think Josh was under center but Mitch he 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 pulled one direction and then almost like pirouetted in the complete opposite direction and got out ahead of, of the play as the lead blocker um, and, and, and led uh, uh, Devin Singletary uh, to a, to a very good gain. I think there was a flag on the play, but, but nevertheless, man, just watching that, that type of athleticism from a guy um, in Mitch Morris, 300 plus pounds playing center, hiking the ball, going one direction, pure circling back and going the other direction and still leading being the lead blocker uh i don't know many centers in the league if if any at all who can do the things that mitch morris does which is why i believe that he is this he, he is the winner of the stampede award and why uh ken dorsey needs to continue to continue to call run plays that feature mitch morse pulling lead blocking etc because you get that guy out in space it is dangerous I love Mitch Morris. What do you think about that? Uh, who, who, who's your who's your who's your pick? Um, my pick for the Stampede Awards gonna have to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm gonna have to go with number 58, Milano's Cookies, Mr. Matt Milano. Nice. Matt Milano has been honestly the most consistent player on this team on the defensive side of the ball. And Johnny Blaze goes, Evan loves Bobby Hart. He has been consistently good at something, <laughs> either riding the bench or being the sixth offensive lineman on the field. Um, That's true. You know, but Matt Milano has done a lot of great things this year. Obviously, he had that that huge pick six against the Tennessee Titans. He's got four TFLs on this season, yeah. and he's on pace to have one of the best career years in his career. And Matt Milano has just been a stud for this defense. I, I'm pretty sure against the Ravens, he was our defensive MVP in that game. He did so many mm -hmm. things well, stopping Lamar Jackson, uh, just tackling guys as soon as they got the football, not allowing them to get uh, yak. He's undoubtedly the best peer tackler on this team. Uh, oh, he just knows how to wrap up guy. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh he's a you know a heat seeking missile. He can you know get right through the gaps and get to the quarterback. You saw him spying Patrick Mahomes the other day. He did a lot of good things just containing Patrick Mahomes and not allowing him to get yeah. to the second level and make plays with his legs or even you know extend plays outside of the pocket and really uh create dangerous plays because we know how dangerous Mahomes is when he gets outside of the pocket. So mm -hmm. Matt Milano did a lot of good things, not only last week, but throughout the season thus far. And he's going to continue to do that. So that's my uh, pick for the Stampede Award. Dude, I love it. I, I love it, man. It's, it, you know, Matt Milano is, is very good. Dude. He's, he's, and it seems like he's gotten better this year. I don't know, man. Well, he and, and, and Tremaine, man, have, have just been, been playing like lights out on fire. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the, with the defensive line in front of him now. Uh, Bobby Hart has certainly been consistent. Yeah, he he's, he sure has been consistent, like you said, warming that warming that bitch. Hey, he's still on the team. He's still on the team. Everyone gave me you know, a there. lot of BS. Everyone gave me a lot of you know what about him not making the team. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still he's getting some snaps, and that's all that matters. He's still there, man. Would you would you consider Matt Milano so far? Or do you? Um, I mean, if, if say if if the Pro Bowl you know votes were today, would would, would he make the Pro Bowl? 
I think he's an all pro this year. I I really do. I think Matt Milano is undoubtedly playing as a top two linebacker in football. Yeah. This is undoubtedly probably the best year of his career. He is just playing every um, phase of the linebacker position very well. Um, he's always been known for being one of the best uh, coverage linebackers in football, and he's still doing that at a high level. But he's also taking his tackling to another level, in my opinion. And um, mm -hmm. just his game sense and his situational awareness has kind of stepped up to another level as well. I think he's um, gotten smarter in the game of football. He really just knows and he's yeah. more aware of what's going on around him. So he's just taking his game to another level for the better. And my gosh, he, mm -hmm. he has made so many money plays for Dude, the bills yeah. this year and it's only going to continue to be like that as our schedule gets easier milano's gonna have a field day with some of these you know lower end quarterbacks we're going to be going up against i mean we went up yeah. up against you know already two of the top quarterbacks in the league in patrick mahomes and lamar jackson and he did good if not phenomenal against both of those guys so i mean when you go up against a guy like you know maybe mac jones uh, you're not mm. a terrible quarterback but definitely mm. um down down the pipeline of quarterbacks in the league. Milano's gonna have a field day with that. Dude, Milano has, has been lights out, man. Um it's it, it it's tough, man. Like Mitch, you know, Milano, I mean Milano has been playing like ridiculous. They both they both have. I mean, uh like Walter says, you know, Milano has looked keekly like at times uh with athleticism and instinct. Uh, not saying that he's him, but just that he's made plays reminiscent to him. He's he's uh, Speaking of uh, to, to the to the instinct part aspect of it, he just seems like he like he had, and I, I guess it, it just goes to the whole um, he he's uh, I guess gotten gotten smarter or or is just the, the the game has slowed down tremendously for him because he's diagnosing plays at an elite clip. Like there is this one play that I saw against um, against Pacheco. I think he was on Pacheco where he was he was almost out of position by by the formation and. Uh, Man, when they hiked that ball and they and they, I, I think I don't know if I don't know if it was a run play or if it was a toss to to Pacheco or, or I can't remember exactly. But all I remember is that Matt Milano diagnosed that play immediately at the snap, and he took off. He was from the far hash and ran a, a tremendous angle, and you see his speed and his burst, and uh, tackled Pacheco. I I, I want to say, man, it couldn't have been no more than one or two yard gain at the most, and wrapped him up let the the, the textbook uh, gator roll tackle. It was phenomenal, man. That that guy. Is 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 on another level this year, dude. Uh, Matt Milano, yeah, definitely, definitely um, is worthy of the Stampede Award as well. Um, let me see here. Uh, the next award, man. The next award as as we as we're moving on here with thirty minutes into the show. Uh, you guys must do us this favor. Smash that like. Smash that like, man. It it, it is. It, look, we are five. The Bills are five and one right now going into the bye week. There's a whole lot to be excited about. There's a whole lot that we can be confident about these Bills in. Uh, going into the season so far, going into the the, the 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 bye week so far, and we are dishing out Bill's midseason award so far. We've talked about the On the Rise award handed out to Killer Shakir, and then we spoke about the Stampede award handed out to Mitch Morris and um, uh, uh, Matt Milano. I'll go ahead and give you that because I've seen a lot, a lot of Matt Milano's um, in, the, in the chat as well, so we'll give it to him, to Matt Milano. The next one, Evan, Unsung Heroes Award. Unsung heroes. It's the player or players, and I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll give it. I'll let you. I guess you. Could, no, 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 no. Just, just one, just one. The player who gets little fanfare, but is a silent contributor. Little Oof. fanfare. You don't really hear a whole lot about this player, 
but is a silent contributor. And if you were to remove this player from the team or from the lineup, this individual's presence would be felt or the absence would be felt. Ooh, this is an interesting question. Yeah. I think we're going to actually have to go with Buffalo Bills second year safety in DeMar Hamlin. I mean, you, 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 you have Micah Hyde go down obviously, you know, with, with the neck injury early in the season. Okay. And then you're kind of positioned at a, at an interesting point. What do we do here with at safety? They tried to stick Jaquan Johnson in there with, with, uh, Jordan Poyer mm-hmm. and you know there was obviously some promise there you know not discrediting um uh, uh Jaquan Johnson there but DeMar Hamlin fits that role a whole lot nicer and we've seen how good Jordan Poyer and um DeMar Hamlin have been bouncing off of one another they have been yeah. a phenomenal safety duo and I gotta give a lot of credit to DeMar Hamlin he is such a young player he's playing a a very hard position in the Buffalo Bills system because this isn't the typical safety position. Buffalo Bills safeties have to, you know, recognize the entire field. They got a lot of different assignments to uh, take on. And Mm -hmm. DeMar Hamlin has done that. Now, is he, is he anywhere close to Micah Micah Hyde? Probably not. Uh, Micah Hyde is an all pro slash pro bowl safety, but I'm just saying for how young and how inexperienced DeMar Hamlin is, he has taken the role of filling in for Micah Hyde uh, greatly, and he's done a very good job. And I think he has the potential to be a feature starter for this team long term. Nice, nice. I, I like Demar Hamlin. I really do. Um, the guy that I'm going to go with, and I, I, I'm, I'm I'm looking through the chat to see if anybody had mentioned this guy, um, Deion Dawkins. I like, um, but you know he's 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 pretty he's 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 kind of already there. But I, I man, I do see it. There you go. Hold it up there, right there. Walter, my man Walter comes through. He says, Daquan Jones, that is the guy that I would uh, give this award to. When, you, when, you, when you're looking at, when you talk about unsung hero, a guy who you don't hear about at all. I mean, at all. Rarely, if, if, if not at all. But he is just continually contributing in ways that may not be seen on the stat sheet, Right. But his contributions to the team have ripple effects, right? And when you look at the Bills' defensive line, we know that the Buffalo Bills um, and Brandon Bean made a concerted effort to improve the D-line this offseason. They analyzed, they assessed the D-line last year. We know it was a weakness. Um, a lot of people are, are you know, you know, dislike the addition that we made, that we made when we signed Starla Tulele, specifically the contract, which we had to. But that was a cornerstone to the defense, to McDermott's defense, was making sure that they had a, a, a solid one tech up front, a, a space eater, a guy who would not necessarily have be, be seen on the stat sheet, but would eat up double teams and blocks for what, for who? For the guys behind them, namely our first round draft pick, linebacker and Tremaine Edmonds and then along with Matt Milano freeing these guys up to make make tackles untouched and unscathed we haven't been able to have that guy for years so far in the defensive line at the middle of the defensive line in a very long time and so when Brandon Bean looked at the defensive line this offseason he said you know what I've got to revamp this thing I've got to make some changes because when I look at Kansas City and I look at these other teams when I look at the teams who who have ran all over us 
uh, the, the Colts and, and the Titans over the years. We have to shore up our run defense. We have to shore up the interior of our defensive line. Um, but we need to make sure that the guy that we signed, that we drafted in round one and Tremaine Edmonds is that guy. And so how do you do that? You make sure you get a one tech, a solid one tech. And who did Brandon Bean decide to go out and get this year? I know we got, I know, I know, I know a lot of people talk about Von Miller. Von Miller took all of, all of the accolades. He took all of the press and, and, and deservedly so, right? But Daquan Jones was a huge addition to this defensive line this offseason. And he has paid dividends for the defense. He's paid dividends for the defensive line. He's paid dividends for guys like Jermaine Edmonds, guys like Matt Milano, who we had mentioned uh, um, last for that last award, right? When you look at the team, you don't see a whole lot of stats, right? But what he is doing is eating up blocks in the middle. Eating up blocks, double teams. He is freeing things up for Tremaine Evans and Matt Milano on the back end. And then you look at the guys next to him and, and Ed Oliver and then, and then Greg Rousseau. And then, you know, you got Von Miller who's able to play next to him. Um, he is fantastic across the defensive line in the middle. And if we removed him, who else do we have on the defensive line who could, who could play at that type of a level? Tim Settle is good, but Tim Settle's in a rotation behind him for a reason. Jordan Phillips is good, but Jordan Phillips, we know he's not a one-tech. He's a three-tech guy. He's a pass-rushing defensive tackle. Daquan Jones is that guy. You remove him, I don't necessarily know how good Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano would be this year without his presence. I love the addition of Daquan Jones. He's not getting any fanfare whatsoever so far, but his presence is felt, and he is a silent contributor to this defense. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, Daquan Jones, you know, coming in from Tennessee has been a spark plug on this defensive line at the one yeah. tech position, just freeing up things like you mentioned for guys like, you know, even Von Miller to an extent, uh, yeah. Jordan Phillips, uh, at Oliver when he's in the game, uh, Tim Settle, just the availability or the creatability that Daquan Jones brings to, to this defensive line is just amazing it, it's insane yeah. just the growth that this defensive line went through from one year to another you got to credit brandon breen and you got to credit the players that he has brought in and again that one of those being your unsung hero in daquan jones he's been a stud thus far improving our run defense from yeah. you know middle of the pack to one of the best in the nfl and again that is credited credited to daquan jones and him improving all the players around him better for the team yeah, Brian Bowers, he, he, he agrees. He says, yo, O-line, they, they cannot move Daquan Jones on, on double teams. He takes up two blockers routinely, and they literally they literally cannot move him off the ball. I, man, look, I, I've seen that on, on, a, on numerous occasions. He, he's just like a mountain. You just cannot move that guy. Um, and, and, he, and, he can, and he has push to get into the backfield as well and push double teams back into the laps of the quarterback. I mean, he, he, he's phenomenal. And, and I've seen... I saw one play. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was one play where where Daquan Jones and Tim Settle were on the field at the same time, and Daquan Jones was getting doubled, and he was pushing guys back. Meanwhile, Tim Settle was getting kind of he he was I mean he was he was getting I wouldn't say like abused, but he was he he didn't have the same push, the same level of push that that Daquan Jones had. I mean, so like there's there there's a reason why he I mean he he's a guy, dude. I, I love me some Daquan Jones, dude. I mean, and, and uh, he has. Um, his, his, his impact on, on, on the team, man, is, is, is just tremendous. So I absolutely love that. Then the next guy, the next, um, award 
and I'm going to let you start this one up, man, because because the guy that I had um, winning this next award, I put it with a question mark because I wasn't too sure about that, and I, and I had I need to give it some more right. some more thought. Um, but the next one is the MIP award or the most improved player, most Ooh. improved player award, and this award, I mean, obviously, I mean. It's it's the to the player who's who's been the most improved, but it's more than that. It's a player who has probably even overcome adversity, right, and shown the most improvement in his development on the field. MIP, most improved player. Kevin, I'm I mean, Kevin. Evan, I'm, I'm I'm gonna start with you, man. <laughs> it's it's the <laughs> Evans, man. It's the Evans. Go go ahead, man. Who who, who do you have? Rev and Kev. Rev Ev Rev Ev Rev and Kev. Yeah, That's right. It. Um. A player that I think has mostly improved their game. I see a few guys going Gabe Davis. I don't think Gabe Davis really actually improved his game too much. I just think he he's seeing the field a little bit more and getting the targets he rightfully deserves. Yeah, it's Tremaine Edmonds. It it, it is undoubtedly Tremaine Edmonds, mm. and Tremaine Edmonds took a huge jump uh, coming coming into year five. Uh, you know, on his fifth fifth year extension in a contract year, Tremaine Edmonds had to improve his game. Uh, you know, dramatically for the Buffalo Bills to even look yeah. at re-signing him for a long-term extension. And again, Tremaine Edmonds has improved his game, but you also got to credit two guys up front, you know, bringing in the acquisitions of Von Miller to Quan Jones, et cetera. At the mm -hmm. same time, Tremaine Edmonds has just become more smarter. He is less off his plate. You know, he doesn't have to look at three or four gaps that the running back could potentially run through. He might only have to look at two now and he can, you know, judge the right run and get to the running back in the backfield or just make a, a nice tackle. He's tackled really well this year. Um, an actual tackle that he made last week that I thought was really good was mm -hmm. um, against Jarek McKinnon and he was short of the first down for it. Um, it was on third and like 10 or whatever. And he just made a nice tackle uh, with his, with his length and athleticism getting to the ball carrier, not many linebackers are going to be able to do that. Cause again, Tremaine Edmonds is a six foot five linebacker that can run sideline to sideline and he can make plays only certain guys uh, in the league can do. And I think you've, you saw, I think everyone has seen this guy take his game to a whole new level. And last year we were kind of bashing Edmonds week to week, but now it's mm -hmm. we're praising Ed Edmonds week to week. So I'm just I'm just glad that Tremaine Edmonds took a huge step. Obviously, again, you got to mention the guys in front of him, the defensive line, but nonetheless, he he made major strides coming into year five. Yeah, I like that, man. Uh, uh, I do like that. Uh, Edmonds, he, I mean, he has improved um, in his play. I wonder if he has a little added motivation this year because you know he's in a contract year. Um, but you know, ha I wonder has he improved or has or is he uh, the beneficiary of, of an improved defensive line in front of him? You know, uh, I think it's a bit of both. yeah, a little bit of both, huh? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's been playing well. And I think that maybe he's just really showing his, his potential now that the defensive line in front of him is, is shored up. He's like, yo, this, I can do this. But he, when I, when I, when I've gone back and I, I've been, I, you know, it's, it's noted, man, I've been, I've been, I'm a huge uh, criticizer of, of, of Tremaine Edmonds, but you know, the more I look into it, you know, he has a lot of responsibility. Um, as a middle linebacker in this defense, and and uh, um, you know, so when you don't have the, the the players in front of you that you need to do his job, and then you look at the range that he that he that he covers, you know, on the on the on the football field. I mean, uh, it's it's a lot it's a lot to ask, 
is definitely a lot to ask. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pleased and encouraged by his improvement this year, um, especially in a contract season. And so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward with him. But I, I absolutely love that. The next guy that I have, um, I, I think for me, I, I think it's Greg Rousseau. I think it's Greg Rousseau. I mean, second year. But, you know, um, but just just looking at, at at just the eyeball test. Right. When you when you when he comes in um, off of his rookie season, who by I mean, all, all intents and purposes played fairly well. I mean, yeah, I think he I think even he himself admitted to to hitting like, a, I guess, some of a, of a rookie wall last year where he kind of got quiet a little bit. Um, but but he flashed um, a lot of potential and he was a very good run blocking defensive end. But now this year, this year coming into his own. I mean, gosh, I mean, the, the man already in, in in six games has four sacks, four sacks in six games. I mean, uh, he has a he. It, I, I credit a lot of his improvement to the addition of Vaughn Miller, no doubt, no doubt. I think Vaughn Miller, um, not only has 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 he um, taken him under his wings and 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 teached him a lot, or taught him a lot, teached him a lot, taught him a lot of what he knows, um, but I think he's he's given him the confidence that he needed, right, going into year two as a young as a young uh, uh, budding player in the National Football League. I think he needed somebody to really believe in him or let or tell him like like dude like you are you are a dog like like you're you know what i'm saying you're, you're you can you can dominate and overtake a game i mean six 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 seven two hundred and seventy plus pounds he he added weight this this offseason um the guy's got arms like a pterodactyl i mean he's he's just he's he's very very athletic um uh, for his size um and and he has just improved a whole lot i mean and i think i think not only do we see it in his play, but I think we see it in his in his confidence, the level of confidence that he has by playing next to a guy like Von Miller or having him in the same uh, a room as him, teaching him the ropes and learning from a, a future Hall of Famer like that. I I, I think I think that that uh, Greg Rousseau has improved tremendously in year two, um, and I think the sky is the limit for him moving forward. But what I want to do is I want to I want to look to the chat, and I want to see um, who they would pick. Um, as their MIP most improved player, uh, when you look at between between the two, between uh, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Greg Rousseau, who would you guys choose? Um, and then we'll we'll kind of look look through that, and then whoever whoever we see popping up the most, uh, we'll go with that. Um, AJ Epinesa, I'm not too sure about that man. I mean, he's he, I mean, he, he flashes sometimes here and there, um, but I, I just I'm just not too sure about him yet. Davis, um, uh, that's Gabe Davis, right? Yeah, I, th I think Gabe is really just—he's there. I think I think he hasn't really improved. I think he's just been—he's been who he is. He just now has the opportunity to be the number two guy. Um, Groot, Mike comes in with Groot. Yeah, Curtis Edmonds. I mean, dude, dude, it's, it's going to be like neck and neck. It's neck and neck, man. I guess it's a toss-up. I, I guess I guess what we'll do is we'll just go ahead and award it to both of them. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'm seeing I'm seeing a mix of fifty-fifty here. Yeah, yeah. Most improved players on the team will will go to uh, Jermaine Edmonds and. Gregory Rousseau. All right, let's 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 keep it moving, man. I think we are. Let me see here. Where are we at? How many do we have so far? We we knocked out the on the rise award that's been given to Kalusha Kier. Uh Stampede Award has been given to um Matt Milano, right? Uh the Unsung Heroes Award we have given to Daquan Jones, and the MIP or the most improved player award um has gone to both uh Gregory Rousseau and Tremaine Edmonds. Now, now we're getting into the final two awards of our Bills midseason awards. 
And this one is the LVP award, Evan. This is the LVP, meaning the least valuable player on this team. It is the player whose performance has not met expectations and has become a near liability on the field. The least valuable player award. And I want to reach out to the chat too. Um, let me know uh, who you guys would would uh, would vote to win this award. The player whose performance has not met expectations. Evan, you want to kick this off, or do you want me to kick it off? Yeah. Oh, so nice. I was just trying to find that little emoji nice, there, I the like thumbs it. down, the I least like valuable I like player. I mean, this one is 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 really hard to take a look at because when you really look at this Buffalo Bills roster as a whole, there's really not one guy that is over overly all you know disappointing like every player has stepped up to the stepped up to the plate uh and they've met expectations if there yeah. is one guy in mind though that i think is the <laughs> least valuable player I've seen there's not too many <laughs> yeah Go ahead. it has go got ahead. to be zach moss yeah, um, man there you go was that your what was that your guy yeah yeah it's, i'm cool with it yeah, we're in agreement. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have Zach Moss. You draft this guy in the third round of the 2020 NFL draft out of Utah. I thought we were getting the next great Buffalo Bills backfield in Motor and Moss. I mean, it has such a great ring to it. Motor and Moss, M&M. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you could have so many nicknames and so many variations of things you can throw on a T-shirt, right? Eminem. It's really just the motor and not Moss show. It's motor and scratch Moss show. I mean, it's not anything that it was supposed to be. It's just the Devin Singletary backfield. And you got Zach Moss, a guy that we spent a third round pick on. Now, has he had his flashes and his moments in his contributions uh, to the Buffalo Bills offense that has helped us win games? Yeah, sure. He's had his moments. Um, but when you're drafted in the third round and all these expectations that we had of you and that the Buffalo Bills offense had of you and you're simply not performing and simply right now. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. And as of right now, you're getting scratched and you're sitting up in the press box and Bobby Hart's on the field. Like, like that's when you right. know you're the least valuable players when Bobby Hart's on the field and you're scratched. Um, yeah. Again, I love Zach Moss. I want him to succeed, but it's year three. We're almost at the actual midway point of the season. And Zach Moss just does not look that good. And he had an awesome preseason, an awesome training camp. But, man, was I more wrong than that? I had some people saying that he was a fullback. And I'm like, no, man, he still has a lot of upside. I I still see it in him. But those fullback Mm. people might be right. Uh, He's a really good run block. He's a really good blocker. He can, you know, pass pass pro. uh, He's a good in pass pro, really good. But, he just yeah. can't can't run like the best of them, but um, what do you gonna do? Yeah, I just yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, there's not really a whole lot more to say. Uh, <laughs> you know, Silas Silas Whittle, he says, he said, your Moss is done. <laughs> I agree, man. I think I think Moss is it's a wrap, dude. I, I think it's a wrap. We've seen enough of the Moss show. Um, it, it's just it just it just didn't come to fruition. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Brandon, but you you can't you can't hit on every pick. And I'm willing to say right now that that pick was was not a good one. It just it just didn't pan out. It's how I'm gonna it's how I'm gonna flush it down the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Do what you can to do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe Brandon Bean can can work his magic and and finagle some team. I'm um, you know uh, in a, in a trade. 
I'm still hearing some stuff. Maybe um, the Bills might want to package Zach Moss over to the LA Rams for a potential deal with Cam Akers. Oh, dude, I don't, I don't know about that, man. I, yeah. I, I don't want it, dude. To me, I don't want it, bro. Like, first of all, let's just, let's just talk about this for a second. I don't want to see any more of a three-man running back by committee approach in this team on this team I, no, i'm done with it i don't want to, i don't want to see an rbc period let alone a three men running back by community i don't want to see motor moss cook i, I don't want to see it gilliam Two, josh tylon jones right come on man like like no first of all we don't we don't even run the ball enough to for that to even uh make any sense right i can see if you were a you know, if you were a run first team or some, or, or you, know, you ran a whole lot more than what we do, and you you probably needed that to a degree, but we don't even run the ball a lot. Why the need for three running backs? And if you're shipping Zach Moss off to bring Cam Ake for what? Unless, unless they are looking past this year, right? And you see a guy like Devin Singletary who's in the final year of his deal. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, you're, and you don't want to bring him back and you think that maybe, you know, you can get Cam Akers. I don't even know if, if Cam Akers, is he's still on, on his rookie deal, right? So, he, so, he, so you got he's him. in his third year. He's in the same year as Zach Moss. Okay, so, yeah, so it doesn't even make sense. Because you, I mean, you're going to have him and then you got to pay him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, a, a year later. Unless he's just trying to hold on to that, you know, get that extra year, you know what I'm saying, of cushion with him and, and James Cook. Um, I'm not too sure about that. You know, I, I just don't want to, I just don't want a three-headed, running back committee approach at all. I'm, I'm done with that. Pick a guy, and uh, Motor has proven himself time and time again that he is he is more than capable to handle the running back duties in, in this Bills offense. When you look at, at just the, the the amount of times they run the ball, he can he can handle it by himself. There's there's no need to have another guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm out on the Cam Akers thing. Zach Moss, yeah, he's just he's just been has he just hasn't been good. I, I, there's nothing else I can say about that. No, I'm, if, if, like I said, I mean, if, if, if Brandon Bean is able to, to finagle some team and trade him away and, and get something in return, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm all for it. So let's, 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 let's move on from Zach Moss. Uh, what is Walter saying? What is Walter saying, Ev? If Cam Akers isn't good with McVay, no way he's going to be good in Buffalo. No thanks. Yeah. I mean, if you're not good with arguably the best offensive minded head coach in football in Sean McVay, um, with the yeah. running scheme that he's presents with the running backs that he's taken their game to another level, you know, late round picks, um, just guys you wouldn't think that would be good. Um, he just takes their game to another level. If you're not good with Sean McVay, probably not gonna be good in Buffalo. And also he had that Achilles injury mm -hmm. um, a year and a half ago. And, you know, just him coming back into the playoffs, he didn't really look like the same running back. And, you know, now he's just not that same guy. Yeah, he's not, he, he's just not. So I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to see it. 
So that concludes our, our least valuable player award. And now, now, ladies and gentlemen, we saved the best for last. We have saved the best for last. And I think that now as we're getting into this one right here, baby, and uh, as we are just under an hour into the show, smash that like right now. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the channel, turn on bell notifications, all of that jazz. But before, before we get into this next award, which is the MVP award, handed out to the best player, the most valuable player on this Bills team so far. Six weeks in to the Bills 2022 NFL season. Let's take a listen from a word from our sponsor at BetUS, and we'll be right back. Listen up, sports bettors. Your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in all season long. With live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odds boosters, props, parlays, fast payouts, and exceptional customer service, BetUS.com has you covered. Visit BetUS.com to sign up today. BetUS, where the game begins. Shout out to our sponsor, BetUS.com, and where you can you can go ahead and sign up for that and enter the, the promo code BF125 to get you 125% discount. Uh, so check this out. Check this out. This is what this is what I, this is what I want to do. Moving in now forward into this key award, the most valuable player award on the Buffalo Bills. This so far this season, six weeks in, I don't think it's difficult for us to 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 come on to an, to an agreement. I think it's it's quite obvious who the most valuable player is six weeks in um, on the Bills, but I'm gonna let. Somebody else tell us who they think is the Bills' midseason MVP. Check this out. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. <laughs> I wonder who he thinks it is. <laughs> who, who do you think it is? Uh, I don't Steph Diggs, uh, t- tell us. You know, who, I, who, who do you think is the I, MVP? I heard, a few, I heard a few Bobby Hart's, man. I mean, I'm not exactly sure, but. Uh, let's let let's 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 Diggs tell us one more time. Diggs, who is the Bills MVP? Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. There it is. Put 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 his name on the screen, baby. It is none other than none other than Joshua Patrick Allen. As if as if it was difficult, right? I mean, there there is there is. No question, no doubt that Josh Allen is the MVP six weeks in to the season. This guy, Evan Fanatics, everybody who's watching or everybody who's listening on the replay, look, he is on an absolute tear this year so far. I mean, when you look at everything he's done, uh, matter of fact, I want to show you. Because I, I want, I want, I want to show you some things, man. Uh, and I'm going to share my screen, Ev, uh, because this guy, I, I, I was telling people 
um, on Twitter. I said, I said, look, enjoy this ride, okay? Because what's going to happen is the Bills are on an epic, an epic record-breaking season. And when you look at right now, just some of the awards already that are coming in from my man Josh Allen. You look at this. This coming from CBS Sports, okay? They put out a thread. It's the NFL quarterback rankings, and this is from Cody Benjamin. Look who they listed as number one, okay? It's quite obvious. Josh Allen, number one. Patrick Mahomes, number two. Aaron Rodgers, number three. Tom Brady, number four. Burrow, five, and then so forth and so on. But it's Josh Allen, number one, okay, six weeks into the season. And then we scroll up some more because I say these, I bookmark these. And then we look at NFL.com. NFL comes in, and they're talking about the top five quarterbacks in passing yards this year so far. And it is Josh Allen by a landslide. Six weeks into the season, you've got, for number five, going up from five to, to number one, you got Tom Brady at 1,652 yards passing. Justin Herbert comes in at number four with 1,716 yards passing. Oh, guess who's third? It's Pat Mahomes with 1,736. And then you get Matt Ryan and that terrible team. Well, I don't know what the heck is going on, but he managed to get number two. <laughs> with 1,765 yards, and then all of a sudden, there's this huge gap, and you have Josh Allen leading the National Football League, the quarterbacks in top five passing yards, with just under 2,000 passing yards, 1,980 passing yards, six weeks into the season so far. And mind you, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, he has done this so far while sitting on the sidelines for it has to be at least a quarter to a quarter and a half of the season so far, you know, with his hat on, ball cap on, hands inside of his shoulder pads, eating sunflower seeds because they've been blowing teams out early in the season. And he's still <laughs> leading the National Football League in passing yards by that much. He's been yanked in the third quarter twice, says Richard Forbes. Absolutely. He, he, he's just been doing it. And uh, let's keep it moving, man. Let's keep it moving. And again. Go, go ahead, Evan. Go ahead. Oh, and I mean, there's another stat as well. I mean, I don't have the graphic where I can throw it up here, but on CBS yeah, yeah. Sports on Instagram, they threw yeah. out the most total yards this season. The Buffalo oh, yeah. Bills right now are currently sitting at 2,640. Right but you got it? I got it. I got right. it. I got awesome. it. Right here. I, was, I was getting to it. Yeah, I was getting to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and talk, talk about it, Evan. Here it is right here. Yeah, but, you know, the Buffalo Bills have – 2600 uh basically 2650 total yards on the season as you can see in the graphic right there uh below Josh Allen has 20 or 2237 total yards which is more than a ton of NFL teams uh as of right now I mean he is just the total package he has accounted for every single one of our touchdowns except one which just came uh just a week and a half ago against the Pittsburgh Steelers on a run from James Cook he is our entire offense. He is the entire show. Without Josh Allen, this team offensively is nothing. And Josh Allen is going to continue to do what he does, and that is put this offense on the back of his shoulders, whether that's we're in the red zone or running the football, throwing it deep. Whatever he's got to do to win, he is going to do it. You saw it against the Chiefs. You've seen it against the Ravens. You saw it against a plethora of other teams. He's going to just mm. keep cooking. And I know Russell Wilson tried to coin this term, let Russ cook. But come on, Josh has to take it back. It's let Josh cook. It's, it's Josh. It's, it's Josh by a landslide, man. There, there, there is nobody else right now who is who is doing the things that Josh Allen is doing so far. I mean, he is putting up 
ungodly number. I'm just putting up ridiculous numbers. That it just really doesn't make any sense when you when you think about it. Like the, the type of the type of trajectory that he is on right now. I mean, not only is he the uh, the MVP of the team. I mean, if, if MVP National Football League MVP were voting was out right now, it would have to be Josh Allen by landslide. I don't know anybody else. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, right? Undoubtedly. But do you know what else, Evan? And I'm I'm, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna create a banner, a banner. But you look at you look at the things that Josh Allen has done, and I just don't understand how a guy like him can continue to improve year in and year out. Like he. It's it's hard it's hard for me it's hard for me to imagine that right it's hard for me to, to fathom that that he can continue to get better like he's when you, when you look at him from his rookie year to now every single year he has improved dramatically he made a huge jump in year two year three boom we got digs he just exploded onto the scene year four huge jump continues to make that jump year five now he is on a serious trajectory I feel I feel like Josh Allen right now is going into this year like. Like yo, he 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 is ready to like 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 my man Pierre says yo he is he is catching bodies. He he wants to leave absolutely no doubt to the to everybody across the National Football League landscape as who is as to who is the best quarterback in the NFL and the best overall player in the NFL. The tide of being playing second fiddle to Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. No, he doesn't want to just be in the conversation. He wants to lead the and dominate the conversation. And uh, when you when you look at Josh Allen, I think that we, we look at the numbers, we look at the stats, and that 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 last stat that that was put up right there, man, about as far as the often the Bills' offensive numbers, top five, number one, and then Josh Allen numbers. Think about that. Josh Allen, his 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 total yardage alone is better than twenty six National Football League teams, better than twenty six teams, offensive production. That is ridiculous. That is absurd. And you know what he's coming for this year? This is what I think. Because Josh Allen, he he is he is a, a hyper competitor. You can't tell me this is not what he's coming for. I think Josh Allen's coming for this. 54-77. What significance does that number have? 5,477. If you can guess it, put it in the chat. But Josh Allen is coming for this number right here. 5,477. If you don't know what that is, let me tell you. He is coming for the all-time NFL single-season passing record that is currently being held by Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning leads the league. All-time passing record is by Peyton Manning. 5,477. Evan, can you do the math so far right now? Can you do it fast? Um, just just oh, look gosh. at like look yeah look at look at let's let's look let's at see the, my, the, let's see if my my one yeah my one year of college math is good yeah just look at his his passing yards right now okay so he has so he's 1980 right 1980 passing yards 1980 passing yards so far right now okay go ahead and do the math because I want I, w- I want you guys just to really sit here and look at <laughs> his trajectory what he's looking at doing so far. Because six games in, yeah. You got it? One second. I got you. Not good on the math here. I got you. I got you. So you take that 1980, divide it by six, and then multiply it by seven. He's he's on pace for 5,610 yards. (laughs) Yes. 
5,610 yards. Josh Allen, he's going he's gonna to shatter that record. That's the type of season that this man is having right now. Where if he continues at this pace, he is going to not just barely squeak by and beat it. He's going to beat it by a significant margin. Go ahead, Evan. And you know what's the funny little uh, story about that one? You're going to have people saying, well, he played 17 games. And at that point, he probably wouldn't even play 17 games because you got to factor in the blowouts that we put on other teams. He's yes. getting pulled in the third quarter. And at that point, we might even have the first seed locked up. And if we have the one seed locked up, he might not even play in the final regular season game um, right. in week 18 against the New England Patriots. So he might not even play a full 16 games. And if he even comes close to that record or breaks it, my gosh. I mean, he's in store for an MVP year. And oh, I think yeah. he'll be the first quarterback in a long time to get the MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, well, I mean, with, without a doubt, like Josh is, he, he is, he's him, right? He, he's that guy and he's coming for these records and you see it. He's continually breaking these records. He's, I mean, week in, week out. And again, he's, he's, what is it? The AFC um, offensive player of, of the week again. Yeah. Like he just, yep. like he just, he just wins these awards like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, it's ridiculous. The things that Josh Allen is doing right now. And it's, then another yeah. one. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you know what it is? Josh Allen collecting these AFC Offensive Player of the Week awards. It's kind of just like, you know, going up to your boss on a Friday and just collecting your weekly paycheck. It's just something regular that happens to him. And he's just kind of doing it. He just He's just doing it too often. Too, way too often. I mean, and, and he can keep on doing it for me. And another stat that put out by CBS Sports um, is that they look at who has the most games with 300 passing yards Three passing touchdowns and zero interceptions over the last three seasons. 300 passing yards, three touchdown passes, three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions over the last three seasons. Josh Allen, number one, with nine. Pat Mahomes, second place, with seven. And then you got Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins tied with six. It's, 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 it's ridiculous the things that he's doing. Uh, I just, I, I, he, and he continues to get better. And I don't think he's even reached his his ceiling yet. It's just phenomenal. Bills fans, fanatics, Bills Mafia, look, enjoy this, man. Enjoy it while while we have him here, um, because this he is a generational type of a player here, and 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 you don't you can't just throw that around lightly. I mean, but it is the facts. This guy, they don't clone him. They they, they don't they don't make <laughs> too many Josh. They don't. They make wish they could. Josh they wish they could. They wish they could, and every other team who has a quarterback who who is you know making a second year jump, they want to compare themselves to Josh Allen, and it's just not the case. Oh, this guy, oh man, you know he look at his jump and say in, in year two he's like Josh Allen. No, he's not. I'm sorry. He's, I mean, he's just not. you see all the you see all these quarterbacks in college. I mean, one of the more recent ones I would say is probably Trey Lance. Guy doesn't have a lot of you know experience at the highest level. He's got a strong arm, big body quarterback can run. You know, can throw all these arm angles, or this, that. Where they yeah. Josh, Josh Allen, Trey Lance ain't no Josh Allen. Nobody's Josh Allen. I mean, stop yeah. trying to compare these guys to Josh, Josh Allen. I mean, let them be their own quarterback. I'm sure right. Trey Lance could develop into a nice quarterback himself. And, you know, some of these other guys, they get compared to Josh Allen. But you, they want, that's what I'm saying, they want to clone Josh Allen. They want to find the next one. All these guys with, you know, fringe starting quarterbacks, guys that may or may not be franchise quarterbacks, they look at Josh Allen and they just like, 
I want that guy. I want right. Mahomes. I want Allen. But you're not going to get him because, like, it, realistically, not too many teams did. I mean, heck, it took the Bills how many years to land a guy like this? Yeah, exactly. A long time. And we and we finally have him. Jeff King comes in, and I'm glad you put that up because I, I was going to read to it. Re, uh, read it. So, uh, Jeff King, going going back to the to the um, whole running back conversation that we were having uh, with with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and all those guys. Jeff comes in, and Jeff, I appreciate you for that super chat, brother. I'm sorry it took so long to get to it, but I appreciate it. Jeff says, "Yo, listen, I don't care." Okay, I, 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 I'm gonna say that, Jeff. All right, that's that's just me. I don't give a flip. How about that? What anybody says, they don't give Singletary enough time to get warm, and that's a thing when you're a back. You can't throw them in there sporadically and expect them to rip off 100 yards. Jeff, I mean, I mean, there's not anything in that statement that I just don't agree with. I mean, you have to give these running backs enough time. To, to 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 warm up to the game. I mean, they're they're trying to. I mean, it's it's like, it's like um, it's like, it's like boxers, man. Like like when you when you're boxing, right? And you and you're facing an opponent. Like like you have to. It takes you a while to kind of figure your opponent out, right? I mean, you you you're checking him. You're trying to see how he how he's playing, how he's defending this, how he's defending your jab, or how he's defending this 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 hook, or whatever the case may be. And, and it takes a while to figure it out, right? Well, is this it's no different for running backs. You when the, when they're in the game, they're trying to figure out how they're being defended, how they're being played, how the, how the defensive line is, is coming at him, how these linebackers are running to him, how they're doing this. How he's even trying to figure out how his offensive line is blocking against these defensive linemen in front of him. It takes time, and you can't continue to pull him out of the game after one or two carries and uh, and, and throw him, throw somebody else in, and then yank him and put somebody else in, yank him and put him back. It's impossible. It's impossible for these running backs to get into the flow of a game with, without having the, the requisite amount of carries um, to get comfortable. And that's why you don't really see the, the huge production out of Motor Singletary, right, that, that you would like to see, which I think that he's more than capable of producing if you just give him the ball and let him lead the, the running back room, right, in carries. Uh, just just hand the ball off to him, and he produces. You look at his average per carry. What is over four and a half, almost five yards per carry so far this year? His, his he's not he doesn't have the, the the huge rushing numbers so far. But I guarantee you, uh, I think that Ken Dorsey has seen it now that Zach Moss has been you know healthy scratch, and they see okay, wait a minute, um, we need to give the guy the ball more, and we run with more more of a of, of a you know let let motor carry the rock, and then you maybe sprinkle in James Cook here and there. You're going to see his numbers increase. I mean, heck, last year he had almost 900 yards rushing. And we all know how bad that, that the running game was. And, so. yeah, go and ahead. a lot of that was in the back half of the season where we actually started taking our offense a little bit you know, off of Josh Allen and we started giving Devin Singletary the football. And again, I mean, you got to get this running back. You got to get Devin Singletary, the lead running back in this running back room, the touches he deserves. I mean, you, you, yeah. you saw – last week against the Kansas City Chiefs how how much he affected our offense early in the first half with the touches we were giving him he was a monster I mean Devin Singletary was doing it all in the rushing game for the Bills really paying big dividends for our offense uh you know moving the football uh and you know getting first downs and converting downs so right. I mean again give Devin Singletary the touches I've never played the running back position in football. Heck, I've never played football in period. I know Rico's played the uh, the running back position in football. So, I mean, yeah. you can even ask him and, you know, tell him, like, hey, Rico, like, you know, when you were playing football, you know, when you're on the sideline, not getting the ball, when you're in the game, not getting the ball, like, how does that feel? And, like, does, you know, the touches really get you going like that? He'd probably 
say yes. Um, you know, that is something that the Bills should do. Not saying Singletary should be getting, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor type touches or yeah, no, you know, McCaffrey so. type touches. Yeah. But, you know, get in the football 10 to 13 times on the ground a game uh, and, and be consistent with it. Don't just rush them, you know, once on a drive and then four on a drive. And just get in the football in situational uh, situational spots. Yeah, absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. And 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 I, and I tell you what, man, I mean, this guy, he, he may not be the best running back in the National Football League, but he is a more than capable back. He's RB1 on this team. You know, in my opinion, but more than that, he just he just brings something different to the table. But he fits our scheme, he fits our system a whole lot better. Um, and you just have to give this guy the opportunity to 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 show what he's worth and what and and, and to show um, his value because he he's just that guy, man, and he's proven it. And he's even gotten better this year, even in the reception end of it. His 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 receiving yards, he's gotten better this year. And so he's 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 showing to be a a a well-rounded back. Granted, there's areas in which he can improve upon, right? Like his run blocking. Okay. But man, holding on to the, the football. Ball. But yeah, holding on to the ball. Yeah, absolutely, man. Those those areas I think he can clean up. But golly, man, like give him a give him the chance. And if you want to know more about Motor Singletary, in my opinion, about Motor Singletary, do me this favor. Go to the buffalofanatics.com because I wrote my first article. My first article. Evan, I don't know if you caught it, man. I wrote my first article, man. That I um featured right now on BF. Yo, did, did, did you get a chance to, to look at it? I'm I, I saw a part of it. I didn't get yeah. you know a chance to fully read it. I'll actually, I'll probably oh, yeah. do that tomorrow. Um, yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, I mean, hey, first article. First article, man. That's and I, I'm, exci- I'm excited about it, man. But yo, I, you know, I talk about Devin Singletary and how I believe that he is better than advertised. He's better than advertised. Um, so so whenever you guys get a chance, go to buffalofanatics.com. And uh, check out that article, man, because um, my man Motor Singletary, he's not called Motor for nothing. He is that dude. He, he, can, he can accomplish everything that we're looking for. We don't need CMC. We don't need Saquon Barkley. Okay? I, I, would, oh, I would love Saquon, man. I would love Saquon. Yeah, yeah, but on, the, on, this, on this team, I, I, think, I think his talents would be wasted. I mean, because, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a tremendous back. He's a back that you have to feature. He, like, that, that guy, you have to you feature. You, you have to feature your offense or surround your offense around him. Is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's a yeah, guy. That's true. In, in in our offense, he wouldn't really get a whole lot of touches. You know what I'm saying? And then that takes away from Josh Allen and other guys. So, um, but Motorman, he he fits it to a T. And I absolutely love what what he, what he brings to the table. Now, my man Evan, um, yo, you you got you got to bounce right. You got you got to get about here. Yeah, I actually do. I got to go and just finish up a couple pages of homework here. Um, while the night is still young, I guess you can say, um, you know, before I have to hit the old snooze button. But I hear you, man. Hey, Ev, appreciate you, man, for coming on, man. You guys, give my man Evan, um, uh, give 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 him some some fire emojis, man, in the, in the chat. Drop some mics, all that kind of stuff, man. Show my man some love. It's always good to have Ev back in the studio, man. Ev, I appreciate you, brother. Go ahead and uh, wipe the crust out your eyes, man. Looks like it's gonna be another late nighter for you, huh? Yeah, it's gonna be a night of some homework and stuff. But hey, Rob, thanks yeah. for having me on. It was a you know great show, and can you know continue doing what you're doing? Yeah, Johnny Blaze goes homework. I'm in college, man. I mean, that's the life. Homework. Yeah. It is. It is, man. Get out, man. Uh, Evan Stubble. There we go. I mean, Steve. You got a little it's, bit. It's it's, it's, it's there. coming. It's there. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. All right, Evan, man. Take it easy, brother. Knock out that work, brother. We'll, we'll right. talk to you again later. All right. Thanks for having me on, man. Good luck with the rest of your show. Go Bills. Thanks, brother. Go Bills. So that was that, man. My man Evan, 
Give my man a, another round of applause, man. Drop him some, show him some love. I love Evan. Uh, anytime you get a chance, man, to bring him on the show, he he just he just brings fire, man. I, I love him. Um, young guy too, man. So the sky's the limit with Evan. But yo, we, yo, we are an hour and twenty into the show. Salute to everybody who is right now in the chat, who's watching live, and to even all of you who will watch the replay, or maybe you're listening to this on podcast format. I salute you. I appreciate you for tuning in. Two Rated Rev brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. If you have not done so yet, subscribe to the BF channel, the Buffalo Fanatics channel. Go to supportbf.com and follow us on all of our social media platforms so you can stay plugged in to everything related to the Bills and the Fanatics as we enjoy this, this fantastic, epic ride that is the Buffalo Bills 2022 NFL season. And we are moving along in the show, and we're almost done, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to get into some of the reasons why I believe that you can feel confident about the Buffalo Bills after six weeks into the National Football League season. And reason number one, and I want to hear from you all as well. So drop your reasons in the chat, and I'm going to read some um, that, that, that stand out to me, that pop off the screen to me. Um, so reasons to feel confident about the Bills after six weeks in. In my opinion, um, and this is in no particular order, but um, number one, it, it would have to be that the Bills are five and one. It would have to be that the Buffalo Bills are five and one. I don't know how many people in here, honestly, after looking at the Buffalo Bills schedule this year, when, if, when the schedule came out, said, you know what? At the bye week, by the time the Buffalo Bills entered their bye, they would be sitting at five and one. I'll tell you what, it wasn't me. I didn't think that they would be five and one. Um, I figured four and two. Four and two was a good place to be. I didn't want to see them drop any lower than that. Um, but I felt like they would drop a couple of games. I think I had them drop into the Rams, maybe so, um, and, 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 the, and the Chiefs, right? Because when we looked at the schedule entering the season, we looked at it. It was, it was a gauntlet, right? It was brutal, right? You got week one against the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, okay? We had week two against uh, our home opener against, the, against the, the former number one seed in the AFC, Tennessee Titans, who have had our number for the past couple of years. If that was not going to be an easy game, at least so we thought, right? Then week three, a divisional round, uh, uh, a divisional game rather, against the foe in the Miami Dolphins, who at times really play us tough, and the defense is tough. And this year, particularly, um, they've gotten better on paper. We saw the addition of Tyreek Hill to that team. We saw Jalen Waller coming into his own in year two, I think. Uh, Mike Gesicki, they had talent, a brand new head coach, right, who was putting all the weapons behind. Um, uh, Tua Tonga Valoa. And so I, I didn't think that that game would necessarily be an easy, a cakewalk, right? Um, just on paper, we saw that they had talent. Okay, but I was confident that the Bills would win. Week four, we looked at the Baltimore Ravens, a team that I think a lot of people may have forgotten because of what they did last year by, by just not making the playoffs. And we forgot that that team was like obliterated with injuries. And so when we, had, when we looked at them, we said, yo, they're getting healthy. These guys that they were that were injured last year are going to be healthy this year. We got Lamar Jackson coming back this year. Make no mistake about it, he's going to come back with a vengeance, ready to show um, people and haters really that he is that guy, that he is worthy um, for a huge contract and uh, a former MVP candidate and a former MVP player in Lamar Jackson. wasn't going to be a tough game, especially on the road in Baltimore. Right, week five, the Steelers 
uh, TJ Watt, right? This is before he got injured, right? They, um, they were they were tough. We know what happened last year. The season opener, our home opener, they beat us. TJ Watt just destroyed the game. Um, they have talent on offense as well. So I didn't think that 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 it was going to be an easy game. And then obviously week six against the Kansas City Chiefs, our arch nemesis in the playoffs, the guy that the team that just has just had our number, been in the way of us reaching our ultimate goal. And so six weeks in, when we looked at it on paper, it was like, man, that is a, an incredible schedule. Incredible schedule. And if the Bills can manage to, to, to go into the bye at four and two, I think we'd be safe. No, you could not be uh, three and three. Three and three, uh, that's, that's kind of teetering, right? Because our, our goal is to, is to win the East and to get the number one seed. Three and three would have been scary. Could we have come back from that? Yeah, I think so. But four and two at the, at, at the worst, in my opinion. But five and one? To see these guys come back right now at five and one, six weeks in, when you look at that type of a schedule, is remarkable, in my opinion. I mean, they absolutely obliterated the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, obliterated the Tennessee Titans, who were the number one seed in the AFC last year, obliterated them, took an L in Miami, right? But then they backed it up again in, 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 uh, against the Ravens, right? A close game. They gutted that game out, and they won, came back and beat the Ravens, obliterated the Steelers, and then put on another remarkable performance against the Chiefs and went into Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in another close game. And now they stand 5-1. and one. And not to mention just the, 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 uh, the adversity that this team had to face and overcome. Who would have thought that this team would have had to have faced so much adversity from injuries Injuries galore. Like, I, I, it was just seemingly just hit out of nowhere. And not only, you know, so normally you would have, you know, injuries here sporadically, but it just seemed like we just, the floodgates just were open. And this team got injured. Uh, ridiculous amount of injuries. Players going, and not just any players. I'm talking about the starters, key contributors to both the offense and the defensive side of the ball. And in spite of that, in spite of that, this team was able to gut it out. And as John McDermott has said, has said this year, find a way to win. And they did just that. They did just that, ladies and gentlemen. They did just that. They found a way to overcome this adversity. And to, they came out 5-1. and one. This team, what that says to me is that this team is resilient. Incredible resiliency by this Sean McDermott-led football team I don't know too many teams who can overcome that type of of, of of adversity early in the season some players some teams would just would, would fold they wouldn't be able to come back from it but this Bills team right now is built differently they come from a different cloth they're cut from a different cloth and they've been through adversity year in and year out they know what it feels like to lose they know what it feels like to to have heartbreaking losses and they've got that taste in their mouths, and they don't want to taste it again. They don't. But when they do, they're able to come back from it. And so you look at this team 5-1, and one, it's amazing. And then, uh, just looking at the record, the combined record of the Bills' first six opponents right now, 18-17. and 18-17. and 17. They're over 500. And on top of that, you look at Josh Allen, 
incredible, right? Josh, he just looks incredible. And we've, we, we, we talked about it, right? It's why, it's why we, we voted Josh Allen as the Bills' midseason MVP. We know the numbers. It's just like when you, when you thought he's arrived, he just continues to get better. He's, he's having an MVP-type season so far, leading the league in passing, touchdowns, et cetera. He's just amazing. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. The defense is fierce. I mean, they, in my opinion, just, just the eyeball test, they look better than last year's t, uh, defense, which was ranked number one in a number of statistical categories. This year's defense looks better than that. You look at the additions across the defensive line, no need to go through all of them. But you know one main one, Vaughn Miller. Incredible. And then you look at, at, at the ripple effect. It, it, uh, his play and the other guys' play has on players like Jermaine Edmonds and Matt Milano who are having, in my opinion, both all pro and pro bowl caliber seasons so far. And then you look at the back end. Guys that are stepping up. Without Tredavious White, you get guys like Kyer Elam, rookie cornerback, performing well. You get guys like Dane Jackson coming back from his injury, a very scary injury. He came back from that. Man, God bless and thank God for that. And he's playing well. Christian Benford early on before he injured his hand, playing well, but now he's back. Jordan Poyer is on another, in my opinion, all-pro type of a season. Minus Micah Hyde, God bless him, um, as he tries to come back from his, his neck injury. Guys have been stepping up. DeMar Hamlin, as we mentioned earlier. Um, it's The depth on this team is, is remarkable. Not only do we have players who can step in, but we have players who can perform without there being much, if not any, drop-off whatsoever. That's what you want to see. And that's what makes uh, uh, these teams great. Right? That's what makes these teams great. And I love what my man Jeff King said. And Jeff, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, he comes in with another super chat. And I'm trying to pull it up here. Let me, let me see if I can go back and find it, Jeff. Uh, he comes in and he says, yo, look, I've been a fan since the mid-70s. Trust me, folks. You will never see Mahomes and Allen again. Trust me. When I say we are privileged to watch this, that is an understatement. Two kids on the playground drawing plays in the dirt. Absolutely, Jeff. We are, man, we are so privileged to see this. Two of the best players in the National Football League and Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, who are just doing remarkable things on the football field for their respective teams. It, it, is, it is Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' NFL. It's their league, right? It's their league. And I remember I grew up in, a, in an era when it was, you know, guys like Jim Kelly and, 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 uh, and, and Dan Marino and, and, and uh, uh, freaking uh, Steve Young and, you know what I'm saying, Got guys like that. And then we went through this, 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 this incredible spell where we just didn't have that guy anymore. But now we have a guy who's not just in the conversation, but he's dominating the conversation as being one of the best players in the league. It's Josh Allen on your Buffalo Bills, ladies and gentlemen. Man, enjoy it. Don't take this for granted whatsoever. Thanks for that, Jeff. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that reminder. So feel confident, Bills Mafia, in the Buffalo Bills and what they've been able to do so far, five, six weeks into the season, in spite of all of the incredible odds that they had to face and overcome. Reason number two why I feel as though you should be confident in the Bills 
uh, after six weeks. It is, we get to see the return of Richard Davis White. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Man. I briefly mentioned it, right, about other players stepping up, right, in the absence of other players. Guys like DeMar Hamlin stepping up in the absence of of, 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 of all-pro safety Micah Hyde. But when you look at Tredavious White's absence, man, it has been felt on this team. Many would say, and I would agree, that had Tredavious White been playing in that divisional game against the Chiefs last year, we would have won that game. And not only would we have won that game, we would have beaten the Bengals in Buffalo, went to the Super Bowl, and more than likely been hosting, hoisting our first Lombardi Trophy. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And other players had to step up. Namely, Dane Jackson. He stepped up, right, in the absence of Tredavis White. But then this year, you look at rookies. We had to play. There's, there's spots in this in the season so far where we had to play two rookie cornerbacks. At a time when Dane Jackson went down, you had to trust and play Kyer Elam and then a six round draft pick. I think he's six round draft pick in, in Christian Benford. These guys have been stepping up. Do you know the, do you know the old adage next man up? Well, these guys came in and they performed and they not only performed, they were able to keep this team afloat for six weeks without a drop off. And we are five and one. How many teams in the National Football League can you say have the ability to do that? Where they can start two rookie cornerbacks in multiple games and then throughout the entire game having them interchange, you know what I'm saying, uh, playing them interchangeably. Kyrie Elam at, at, at certain times. And then, and then you bring him out and then you put in Christian Benford. I mean, how, we are deep. We are deep. And there's been no drop-off. But then you look at after the bye week. How many of you all saw that little bit when Tredavis White came in the game? And uh, came in and he was, uh, he was practicing. You guys saw that, right? When he returned to practice? If you didn't see that, take a look at this real quickly. I mean, how good is that? You see Tredavious White right there, just running around with the quarterbacks, having a good time, having fun. Look at him cutting. Look at that. Man, 2-7 is back. Oh, my gosh. Man, how, how, how encouraging is that? How encouraging is that? To see Tredavious White return from that injury, which has been almost a year, Almost. And we have, we're that much closer to him returning. And I believe that after this bye week, there's a legitimate chance that he could play in the Green Bay game. I wouldn't bet on it. If he does play, I think he will play sparingly as uh, McDermott is going to probably ease him in, right? He just doesn't want to throw him into the wolves, but ease him in. But man, we're getting Trey White back in a defense that's already tops of the league right now going neck and neck with the 49ers it is incredible to see and we are about to hit a another gear once we come out of this bye week and you add Tre Davis White back into the secondary right now 
with guys like Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam, Christian Benford, and then you got Jordan Poirier, DeMar Hamlin. You got these guys, Teron Johnson. No fly zone for real. Tredavious White, man, returning is a huge reason for you to be confident in the Bills after six weeks in so far. Number three, and we're about to close. Number three is that we have a favorable back-end schedule, right? I think many of us would agree that coming into the season, when we look at the first six games, we're like, man, if we can just get through this unscathed, 4-2, and two, as I mentioned earlier, the back-end of the schedule looks very, very favorable, favorable for the Bills. And you look at it, coming up right now, we get the Packers coming in, right, after the bye week. Followed by the Jets, the Vikings, Browns, Lions on Thanksgiving morning. You get the Patriots, the Jets, the Dolphins again, the Bears, Bengals, Patriots again. You look at the combined records right now, they're under 500. It's 23 and 24 at the back-end schedule. Certain teams right now um, have pretty good records right now, but I don't know how legitimate they are. Right, teams like the Vikings, five and one, first place in the A in the NFC North. How legitimate is that? Right, um, the Jets, four and two, in the AFC East, second place in AFC East. Right, we'll see them real shortly. Right, um, and so like like so th- those teams are skewing the, the the record. Right, they're 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 making the record I think look better than what it is. But it's a very favorable schedule for the Bills, in my opinion. I think the Bills can seriously. Go on a ridiculous run. I know it's early, 11 games left to play in the, in, 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 the, in the schedule, in the season. But you tell me a team who's going to beat the Bills right now. If it wasn't the Rams, if it wasn't the Titans, if it wasn't the, the, the Chiefs, who is going to win? Who's going to beat them? Huh? The Packers? The Jets? Vikings? The Lions? Dolphins, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I, I don't see it. And I agree. My man Silas Whittle comes in with a super chat. Silas, I appreciate that, brother. He says, yo, this team has a real shot at not losing another game all year. I agree 100%. You, t- you tell me who's going to win, who's going to beat them. The way they've been playing, despite the adversity, Understanding that they're getting guys healthy back. Tredavious White back. The guys that were injured early in the year are now healthy and getting healthier. The revamped defensive line that is just running amok on teams. You can't run the ball against the Bills. Young guys like Greg Rousseau, four sacks in the season so far. The Bills, I think, the last time I checked, I think it was last week. I haven't checked the updated stats, but they were fifth place, tied for fifth in sacks. Then you look at the back end. Oh, ridiculous. We already know the offensive stats. We know the numbers. We got the lead dog in Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, incredible season so far. Dave Davis coming into his own. Who is stopping this Bills team when they're firing on all cylinders? The Chiefs couldn't do it, and the Bills made mistakes on offense in that game, and they should have blown them out. If the Buffalo Bills are able to play a clean game on all sides of the ball, on all three phases, they are blowing teams out the water. And I'm tired of having to defend this team from fools and foolery, ridiculous takes about why the Bills, you know, all the Bills, you know, if they win, they win, they're blowing teams out, but they can't win close games. Who cares? 
It's not our fault that we're just that elite. It's not our fault that we are so much better than so many other teams that we just can't help but blow them out. You're going to penalize the Bills for that? Please, I'm not defending it anymore. This team is phenomenal. Ridiculous. There's a reason why they were entering, they entered the season as the Super Bowl favorites. There's a reason, and we're seeing it on the, on the field so far. Six weeks in, there's a reason. We see it. It's proof, proof in the pudding. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy it, Bills Mafia. Don't back down from that nonsense no more. Don't, don't, let, that, don't let those people uh, uh, cower you. Make, you know what I'm saying? Make, make you back down. And, and, no, no, forget it. Stand up, say it with your chest like Rico says, and put your chest out. But yeah, 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 the Bills blow teams out. How about, here's a take, catch up. How about that? Make, how about you catch up? I ain't slowing down for nothing. All gas, no brakes, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the Bills are doing this year. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in the way they perform. You can look at Josh Allen. You, you know he's out for blood this year. Diggs, you know he's out for blood. De- Gabe Davis coming in, finally having the chance to be the number two dog. You know he's out, to, he's out for blood. Leslie, Leslie Frazier coaching the defense. After what happened last year, you know he's out for blood, coaching. Von Miller, highly motivated to get his third championship with his third team. Jordan Poyer, the back in the secondary, the defense, wanting to do things for, for, for Micah Hyde, who, who, who lost his season due to injury. And this could be the last year that Jordan Poirier plays for us. These guys are highly motivated to win that chip. And I feel sorry for any team who stands in the way. I do. I sincerely feel sorry for any team who has to face the Bills coming out of this bye week. It's going to be ridiculous. It's, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't know how else to say it, but it is. Green Bay, good luck. Aaron Rodgers, good luck. Zach Wilson, four and two, good luck. Kirk Cousins, please. Justin Jefferson, Mr. Greedy himself, good player, very good player, good luck. The Browns, whatever. The only team that I think that could probably surprisingly win, surprisingly win, would be, um, the Patriots. And I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you why. And you're going to laugh. It's going to be the Patriots in week 13. Why? Because it's a Thursday night game. And, and maybe I'm a little, you know, uh, whatever. Um, I can't think of the word right now. But, but when you look at, at the road teams on Thursday night football, it hasn't been good, right? It, it, it kind of favors... It favors the home team on Thursday nights. But then I got to looking at it again, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, that happens because the road teams on Thursday night football have a short week, right? They have essentially three, ga- three days to prepare for another game, right? And then go on the road. But when you look at the Bills as they match up against the Patriots on Thursday night football, December the 1st and week 13, they're not, ha- they're not coming off of a short week because the previous week they played Thanksgiving Thursday morning. I guess it's a joint line. So they actually have a full seven game, full, full seven days to prepare like, a, like any other week. So they, they're likely not going to lose that game either. So, I mean, this team is, 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 is ridiculous. 
There's a reason why so many people have them number one in the power rankings. Enjoy it, Bills Mafia. Enjoy it. So enjoy this bye week. Enjoy this bye week, man. Have fun, right, with everybody. Shoot the breeze, man. Uh, uh, just sit back and relax and look at your team, understanding that, that this team is that good, right? Understanding that this team is just that good. And uh, get ready and look forward to Green Bay Packers coming into Buffalo after the bye week. Ready, looking forward to seeing Tavius White playing that. And this team revamped, recharged, re-energized, all of that in the above, man. All that in above. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Buffalo Fanatics, Bills Mafia, that's my time. I appreciate you. My man Silas comes in as I close out the show. He says, yo, nah, Rev, it's the Bengals. We'll smoke the Pats. Especially after we lost last year. Yeah, I think so too, man. I was just saying that just because of superstition, you know what I'm saying? On Thursday night, on the road. That was it. Now, like they're better. Bengals, maybe. When you look at, at, at where we're facing them, you know what I'm saying? In the schedule, um, we could have the number one seed to sold up, you know what I'm saying? By week 17 and not even play anybody. That's going to be a good game, but we'll see. We'll see. But you look here. You guys enjoy yourselves, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. Make sure that you do us this favor. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel with the bell notifications on. Stay cooked up to the Buffalo Fanatics. You don't want to miss out on anything that's coming up this year in this epic season. Stay right here. Keep it locked. Get ready for Friday night, my man. Rico, Friday Night Live. He's going to do his thing. Saturdays, you know we're doing the spaces, man. My man, Kevin Syracuse. And then on Sunday, it's a bye week, man. So we're going to have fun. I don't even know what the fellas are going to do, a pregame show and just have fun. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what the schedule is going to be like on Sunday. But regardless, kick back and relax. Enjoy some, some football with your family, your loved ones. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, you already know who it is. It's the man, Rev. Be back at it again next week. Same time, same channel. Same bat station. The Buffalo Fanatics Network. And as always, go Bills, and I'll see you again next time. Let's get it.